Welcome to Hunt Harvest Health Podcast with your host, Ryan Lampers, a.k.a. The Stealthy Hunter. Howdy. And myself, Dr. Hillary Lampers, where we share our love for ancestral living and the health topics of the modern age. You can follow us at HuntHarvestHealth.com, Instagram, and Facebook for more podcasts, recipes, and stories. All right, let's do this. Today's podcast is sponsored by Stealthy Nutrition. Here at Stealthy Nutrition, me and Ryan pride ourselves on being totally transparent. I mean, what you see is what you get. We're a husband and wife team, married for 25 years, and we come from very different backgrounds. But our common love for gardening, food, and health, Ryan's knowledge of the backcountry, hunting, and my doctorate in naturopathic medicine has set us on a goal to help others find better health through sustainable living. We encourage you to do your own research, go to our website at stealthynutrition.com, read our FAQs, and we really welcome your feedback. We have multiple products, including CBD products, both full spectrum and broad spectrum, a broad line of anti-inflammatory products, immune products, and gut restoration products. Go to stealthynutrition.com, sign up for 10% off your first order. You can also check out our subscription where you can get easy monthly shipments of your favorite products with no shipping cost. We decided we would do a podcast today (laughs) and just chat a little bit about our COVID and post-COVID experience. And then hopefully we don't ever have to talk about COVID again. <laughs> we'll keep it somewhat brief. Yeah, uh, no, I think it's just a good idea. I think it's fun to just talk about what we experienced and because yeah. I think Christmas was a COVID heavy for a lot of people. A lot of our buddies and folks around us in the community seem to, if they hadn't got it, you know, last year and a half, they got it over Christmas. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't even know where it came from. But I mean, I've heard a lot it. Of people around us got it online. Other podcasts that I listened to, it seems like it just spread like wildfire at Christmas. Probably because people were getting together, or yeah. I don't know, it's winter yeah, in the that, north. <laughs> and then you think about like, how the heck did we get it? I think I went to the grocery store the the week prior. I don't know. I, I mean, all my shopping online. Could have got it. Didn't really go anywhere. Tana was sick in December. Could have came from one of the girls. Yeah. And I tested her, but she was negative. Maybe it was a negative. It was a false negative. But you got sick about a week after she got better. Yeah. And then I got sick a week after you. So if there's an incubation period, that's about what it fits in. I mean, that's the quarantine time frame that we've had in the past this like 14 days but yep so maybe maybe that's the case but yeah the kids were normal well, we during the holidays the now so that's good we were actually like wondering when we were going to get the thing kind of hoping that we did for a bit there but then we got it over christmas which timing well, wise i did anyway you got it the week after but then I got it and I was like, yeah, a crazy person walks around saying, oh, I'm so glad I got it now. It wasn't a very fun experience. 
I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm guess I'm glad we got it because we have some antibodies now, but mm-hmm. it I'm still recovering from it. I feel it. like Superman right now. Go anywhere. You feel super like Superman? Yeah. Really? I am I am like doped up on antibodies. Oh nothing <laughs> I feel like yeah, nothing can stop me. So That's good. I mean, we're we're so far past it now that I I don't feel any of the effects. Now we had we talked about it. We had some post effects for sure. They were actually pretty surprising, you know. That I still have some. You had you had different ones than I did. Yeah. But that's the weird thing about this thing is everybody's. I know I know some really like fit, healthy folks that got it had a rough go of it um ended up with clots and weird wanky stuff after the fact i know guys that aren't like your picture of health and they breezed right through it Mm -hmm. i was like a a day or two or whatever it's just weird to put your finger on i mean i don't know it's it's wanky (laughs) but we're through it Yep. So do we want to just quickly lay a timeline out? I guess I can lay the timeline out and then you can tell people how you felt and I'll tell people how I felt. And yep. We're only doing this. I think it's just good information to see the diff- all the different types of symptoms people can have because even being in medicine initially, we were really just focusing on pulmonary symptoms like if your patient gets COVID and their O2 saturation goes down and they have pneumonia, like, you know, we, we heard a lot on the media about ventilation. Everybody's ending up in the hospital with ventilator on ventilators. And um, so I think in the beginning, uh, the alpha variant was that most deadly variant. And it was the one where there was a lot of pulmonary compromise as well as blood clotting stuff going on <clears throat> and as it's progressed through the different variants and i'm pretty sure we got delta yeah. um i mean they didn't tell us we got delta but we based on our, our symptoms yeah we lost our taste and smell and yeah from what i've heard the latest omicron omicron mm-hmm. it uh you don't lose that right you don't lose the taste and smell and i know folks like my 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 parents my folks my mom uh she got it and it was like nothing she's late 60s and she got the latest one and And my mom got it my mom's triple vaccinated and she got omicron and she's still dealing with some of the stuff a month later Hmm. but she also was going through the death of my grandma and a lot of stress and so her, you know, like I, I definitely know based on my experience, stress matters, like either how you perceive stress or if you're in a stressful situation, like, you know, and like for my mom, a big emotional stressful situation for me, for like work, having, having a heavy workload, there's stresses I think that will in a lot of ways, maybe even determine how fast you get better, you know, but I think at the beginning, it was this pulmonary stuff. And we heard a ton about that, but we didn't hear a lot. We heard about fatigue. I mean, everybody knows that you get this super tired fatigue, 
but the neurological symptoms and the things that I went through, um, I feel like those things are starting to come out more. We're seeing more of, of, of the different systems that COVID affects. And yeah, it was interesting because I wasn't expecting half of what happened to me. So let's start with you because you started this whole thing. I started it. Yeah. <laughs> so I got it. Yeah. Around Christmas. Uh, it was like the night before. Not too long before. Yeah, it was Christmas Eve. Started getting it. Um, got through the morning of Christmas, and then I became a grouch, and I crawled into my bedroom and just disappeared. <laughs> I quarantined myself. Yeah, we got in a fight, and then you disappeared, and then everybody was mad, and everybody was I felt, upset. I but felt then... like garbage. It just hit me, and I was yeah. like, I just felt bad. And then I got the, I was getting the body sweats and all that junk that comes with it. So. I kind of just hunkered down away from the fam for a bit, took over the bedroom. Um, you were sweating like a crazy banshee. I a crazy banshee. Like <laughs> yeah. I had I to wash. So we had like sheets and then I had this really thick like bamboo comforter thing that we sleep on, on top of the mattress. Like you sweated through the, that thing. Like, it was so gross. So I had to like take everything off after that couple nights of, you know, sweating. You were sweating. <laughs> I didn't sweat like yeah. that. You were sweating. Well, that. that was, that was it. It was like a, so sweating for me had that just kind of felt like a flu. Um, got the headache stuff. I never get headaches ever. Um, and that headache was the worst. My vision started getting wanky. Uh, my eyes were the, they were like wavy. So I couldn't focus on much because, uh, my eyeballs were like, felt like they were rolling around side to side. Couldn't focus. So, um, that was probably the worst. I'd say the headache was probably the worst after I broke through that little sweat fest. Got through that. The funny thing is, is Hannah tested negative and then a week later, so my we didn't, grandmother at this was point, dying so i point, had to leave and go see her so i yeah. had to test myself i was negative as of that week that night i flew to see her i was negative and i tested paley too because paley started getting a little sniffle thing and she was supposed to go with me and i yeah. tested her and she was negative so we were all negative and i had one covid rapid test left and I got home and you were sick and I just assumed at this point we weren't even we didn't even think of COVID. No, we weren't we like, no... oh, you have COVID because we were all negative. I was like, there's no way we're all negative and you got COVID. Like, how would that happen? Yeah. So you got the headache. Whoops, my microphone was way down there. So sorry if you guys didn't hear all that. I'm sure you did. My voice carries. Um Monday, you got the really bad migraines. And I said Huh. <laughs> this like sort of seems like COVID. Hmm. Maybe we should use that test we have and we should test you. Well, I think before that though, didn't you like we had some ground up coffee, you know, coffee can thing, right? Well, you I said it. it in, you and you're like, smell it. Hey, can you smell this? And you know, you don't really, I don't know. I was just laying in bed, so I didn't really notice that I couldn't smell anything. 
but then you bring a nice fresh grind in there <laughs> smells amazing on most days and put that in front of me and i can't smell a dang thing and uh, then i was like oh no yeah, it must be the the kobe oh no so we tested you it was positive yeah and then it was like okay was like well now we know get out everybody out of dad's bedroom for good but i i had already like been in there we we've been oh, together three days four days Tana was, all over the place yeah yeah so it was like well um nothing's gonna save me now if i don't get it now i'm superwoman so i i do actually remember working out so the day you got diagnosed with covid i would i worked out and i did a little ig video and i was like all right stealthy has covid and i haven't gotten yet and i'm like superwoman <laughs> yeah oh that's funny so go ahead with your story um so yeah after that i i can't remember the days like how many days it was or anything like that it seemed like a while i just stayed kind of off by myself there and uh yeah, I was like writing a story, I guess, working on a story. Mm -hmm. So it gave me time to do that. But yep, just um, the headache was probably the worst. It'd come and go. When it came, it was like pretty danged intense. And that was, uh, it was like long, it was long lasting. It's not like it just came for a couple of days and went away. It just seemed to keep reoccurring. So um, rolled through that and then you ended up getting it. You seem to breeze right through it um, during the week of, you know, when you're supposed mm -hmm. to have it bad, you tested positive. You breeze through it. You're already back to working out. Well, you went back to I started out. where went, I worked out day seven. Yep. I got cleared to go back to work. Went to work. And all hell broke loose after that. I actually i mean i had the migraines so Probably i had the headache computer time like yeah. screen time too much of it or something so i got the headache just like you did i got the body aches it was like seven days to the dot i woke up christmas eve day and i had the body aches felt like i got hit by a truck the headache and i was like oh no okay and then i had the headaches and all that and I did have light sensitivity and I had like yeah. noise sensitivity and I couldn't smell anything or taste anything. And I had this, my vision was weird too, like yours. And then I had a, I had a day or two of that weird fatigue where I, I did had not one pulmonary. So you had a cough. Yep, I had cough no cough and no snot. I had well, none of that. I know a lot of guys get, they get the cough and then they get the, uh, like weight on their chest, like heavy hard to breathe type stuff i never felt any anything weighted on my chest i never had difficulty breathing but i did get a cough and then well after covid um my oxygen levels went way down mm -hmm. down into the 80s somewhere and i could tell because every time i go to stand up um i'd see this black edge out my peripheral would start caving in like you're about ready to pass out so i couldn't really tell in my like take a deep breath be fine but obviously i wasn't getting enough oxygen and then we ran the oxygen little sensor thing that you brought back and mm -hmm. yeah i was getting pretty dang low so yeah we just watched you days. we watched you and i basically had you just like stay still for a couple of days not getting up a whole ton not moving around yeah 
And so, yeah, I mean, the fatigue is real. I got very fatigued. That fatigue is pretty strong. But day seven, I worked out. I went back to work day nine, I think, or something. The problem was for me, and, and you were having a rough time still. You you probably had a rough time for three weeks. You were 21 days in. By the time we actually got officially PCR tested, yeah. you were at day 11, and I was day three. Yeah. And you were still rough. That's when you couldn't stand up much. And I had a couple times where I thought, do I need to go to that, take him to the hospital because your O2 was getting low and you were not able to really get up much. And I was concerned. The problem came about because I was sick and I was like, how am I going yeah, to drive 45 minutes to the bar to people there? And that gave me somewhat of an appreciation for, you know, this whole thing happening to people that live in rural environments or they live by themselves. Could you imagine if you lived by yourself and you're that sick and you don't have any family around? You know, luckily we had a neighbor over here. She got us tests. She was like, if you guys need anything, let me know. But it's that's the scary part and i think it gave me kind of a new appreciation for how severe covid can get and really you need a support system if you get to that place and even i was with you and i was monitoring you but i felt so lousy i was like i don't know who's going to be driving to town so i guess worst case scenario we could have called an ambulance but out where we live an ambulance is probably going to take 30 or 40 minutes to get to us anyways you know so that is a scary thing about, I think, rural living or places where there's just not access right away. If we lived in Bozeman, we'd be five minutes from the, from the hospital and, you know, an ambulance would be at our house. And, uh, but then we'd have to live in Bozeman. So yeah, but you know what I'm saying. So anyways, um, I went back to work. You were still at home, quite sick. And I was tired and I had a headache. I was waking up every morning, 3 a.m. in the morning with like a migraine, but it wasn't, I mean, I could still work and I had a full week of patience because I got quarantined for a week. So I had to go back to work. Well, I worked Tuesday through Friday and by Friday morning, I had, you were a mess. I literally <laughs> drove to work and I think I texted you and said, I do not know how I'm going to get through today because I, I couldn't even, I couldn't read anything on the computer and make my brain understand it. And I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like how you said your vision was wavy. It was hard to like take information in because your vision was funky. It was like, my brain was like blurry. Like I couldn't understand or comprehend things that were coming in. And then the other thing is I'd been looking at the computer all week and with the light sensitivity that I had, I tried wearing the, you know, I wore the glasses things, but it's Good just blockers. the electromagnetics and the blue light. And even with the filter by Friday, I was so bad. And then by Saturday morning, I woke up with a massive migraine. I laid in the dark bedroom for days. I could hear every little sound. Yeah, there was nonstop like 
why does it sound like a herd of elephants running through the house as, <laughs> as the girls and I are tiptoeing through the house? Yeah, Paley does not tiptoe. I don't we know what you're talking about. Your, your sensories were yeah. on overload. So then I thought, okay. And then as the weekend came and I laid in a dark room and I wasn't looking at the computer, then I started feeling better. And then Monday I had to do telemedicine and I had to look at the computer. And then I realized Monday there was absolutely no way I could go to work and see patients. So I said, I'll work from home and I'll do my stuff on the computer. Well, by Thursday, I was so bad I couldn't even look at my computer. So then I had to fully bow out of work. And then I spent that whole, and then that was the Thursday morning where you were like, what is going on? I couldn't even, like you ground some coffee or something. And I just had like a nervous breakdown and you called my work and said, she's not coming to work. And what are we going to do? Because she's, I just couldn't, you were like, what do I do? You're a doctor. And I was like, I can't even think, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I can't even come up with anything because I'm so confused so I went in and I got IVs and that sort of snapped me out of it I got a Myers cocktail which is like vitamin C B vitamins magnesium calcium or some other things in there and I felt better and then I got put on a couple medications because basically my brain was like inflamed and and how I describe it is there's what's called the second wave that some people get with COVID where that first part, they feel fine and they don't get that sick. And then they kind of overdo it. Probably like our friend who got blood clots in his lungs after 10 days of being sick. He thought he was fine. He went out in the cold, was hiking around. He got bad, got blood clots, ended up in the hospital for days or a week and not a good scenario. On oxygen. Yeah. It was, it was so that was like his second wave. I got the second wave. It hit my nervous system. And it like inflamed my brain. So then I got on those meds that helped, but they made me sort of dizzy. Here's the thing about meds and Hill. She can't take them. If she does take them, she needs to take a quarter dose of whatever it is prescribed. Um, Sensitivity to anything like that is you just... I don't think you should ever take a full dose of anything. You've got <laughs> such a long history of yeah. issues with with you having sensitivities to medication or really anything. Let's take a sip of alcohol and you're pretty what much done. I used to like alcohol. I used to like <laughs> to drink and enjoy it. But the older I've gotten, it's like my nervous system can't handle it. It's yeah. not... It's just, I've got more and more and more sensitive. Caffeine, you name it. I can't. Yeah, I can do caffeine. Like if I'm on vacation, relaxed, I normally can't do caffeine. So I got on these meds and they did help, but they made me sort of loopy. They made me sort of dizzy, but the migraine wasn't there. Cause that migraine is like the weirdest thing. It's just debilitates you and it makes your eyes hurt and you can't see and stuff. So. I got on those meds and then I thought, oh, I'm getting better. So then I went back to work. And then that week I went to work and by the end of the day, my colleague was having to dictate my notes for me because I couldn't look at the computer. And then I was like, well, maybe I didn't take enough meds. So then I took more meds. 
and let me tell you when I say I take more meds, I wasn't like, I wasn't like taking triple the normal dose. I was taking half of the normal dose or three quarters of what they're telling me to take. And I was getting way whacked out. So then by Thursday of that week, I woke up in the middle of the night. I couldn't like move my limbs. I was stoned out of my mind and not in a good way. And the next day I couldn't even get out of bed to go to work. And I called and said, I can't come in again had a nervous breakdown, fell asleep and woke up and I started feeling better. Okay. Got up. Kids got home from school, started feeling better. And then I thought, Oh, I better take my meds. Cause I hadn't correlated that. I was like drugging myself over drugging myself. <laughs> then I took the med and within an hour, I was like back in the bed. Hi, having a nervous breakdown. So then we decided, okay, we got to stop the meds. And so I stopped the meds and then I've slowly gotten better from there. But the electromagnetics, the blue light, the sound, the noise, um, that did me in and I'm still dealing with it. I went back to work this week. I had a great week last week. This week I had a day, I worked all day. I got home, had a migraine. I had to go to bed and sleep for 12 hours. Like I felt like I was back at square one. And then I slowly each day is getting a little better. So I'm not hundred percent. There is a thing called long haulers. People do have it. And I'm probably dealing with some of that right now. And I just have to be really aware. I have to drink a lot of water. I have to take a ton of vitamin C. I have to take all my mitochondrial support. And we can talk about, you know, maybe in a different podcast, we can talk about what we actually took to help these things. And I can talk about the program that I have because I know there's more people out there that have had these long-term effects and the doctors just kind of, there are first-line therapies that we used and they do help, but you have to have a doctor who one is willing to prescribe this stuff, willing to work with you, who understands it, you know, um, and this long hauler thing is, is a new thing. And we're going to start seeing this in medicine. This is going to be the new wave of medicine is the COVID long hauler and or post-vaccine long hauler because I've had a couple patients who got the vaccine and they have the exact same symptoms I have now. They didn't get COVID. And so it can also happen with that. And people ask me, why, well, why didn't you get the vaccine? The reason I didn't get the vaccine is because I was afraid I was going to have a sensitivity reaction like I had with COVID. Like you get with every so things. It seems either like. way, I was maybe, and maybe I wouldn't have got it with the vaccine, but I don't know that. And that was the risk that I wasn't willing to take. I wasn't willing to purposely inflict that self that on myself. So, but. Well, and then where we're at today, I mean, it it definitely, from uh, my perspective, I ended up definitely feeling my lungs. I felt like. A, big old wuss like i go down the stairs to do some shipping and things that's like heavy breathing going down like 12 stairs it's pretty pathetic uh that lasted a couple weeks a few weeks um so i was kind of not exercising a ton I was not mm-hmm. going out in the cold holding hiking and doing all the things but um i've i think in this last it's been a, it's been a little bit a week and a half or so finally feel pretty good i'm not getting winded i'm hiking daily out here on the hill and i don't have the heavy breathing i'm not feeling my lungs whatsoever so 
it's weird though because um like i was saying before about different people with different effects i know guys that are very prideful as am i with their endurance and cardio and lung capacity and lung power you know and i know some of those guys who are extreme athletes that are they've dealt with six seven months of just that like hard to breathe when you try to go up a hill or um, you don't have the full range of your lungs so it takes a while for some i felt like i was like man i hope it doesn't take six months for me but i was fortunate it didn't but i know guys that it did well i also think there's it's a raw deal i think compared to what like the comparison of you and my and what we like you don't have a job that you go to you work from home no i mean you don't have a physical job i go to a physical job where i have to drive there i have to like go in and sit with patients and talk to people all day Mm -hmm. you work from home so you have the luxury of being able to stay home and rest in a way that i couldn't i had to go back out into the world and i realized i went back too soon so i i thought Oh, I was home a week. I'm fine. I feel good. And I went back out into the world and was, you know, how many stimulus things we do in our day that we just get used to. We don't normally think about it, like talking on the phone, driving a car, um, going to the grocery store. Like how bright are the lights in a grocery store? They're so bright, but normally your sensory uh, organs don't pick up on that. You just go in the grocery store and you shop. So I went back into my life of work and it was too soon. I should have taken two weeks off totally from work, stayed home, not done any telemedicine, not looked at computers and rested. You had more serious COVID during it than I did. You kind of didn't have the choice. I mean, if you had an outside job or you had to go to an office every day, you, you would not have been able to go. You would have had to have stayed home. But your your job allows you to stay home and not be going out into the crazy world. And so you were able to get that time. And I didn't take that time. So I think a lot of people out there in the world, like if they work a job where they have to get in their car, get on the subway, get on a bus, they have to go do all this stuff in the outside world. You know, I personally, what I tell people now when I hear see COVID, the, the difference of of how you healed versus the difference of how I healed was that you, you just had more downtime. I didn't take the downtime like I should have taken. And, um, and a lot of people don't have that luxury. You know, a lot of people have to go back to work or their bills don't get paid. You know what I mean? They can't just take three weeks off their job and, so they go back too soon and they overdo it. And then that was what happened in my case. And had I taken more time off and I stayed home, I laid low. I didn't put too much heavy demands on myself. I probably maybe not would not have gotten this second wave. And I think that was the big difference between you and me. Because you were sicker initially, but you had more downtime. And so you healed up. You also don't have the nervous system I have, but that's kind of how I feel. I think I just reintroduced myself too soon into all the craziness for how sick I was, you know, for what was going on. And so when patients come to me and they're like, I'm I'm dragging, I, 
I just tell them like, or I, they call me and say, I have COVID. I'm like, just take it easy for a while. It does. If you don't even feel that sick right now, and some people, you know what, they have it for two days and they're fine and they go on both their life. But if, if you're getting the migraines and you're getting the light sensitivity and you're getting all that, like literally just take a break. Don't push yourself because you could throw yourself into a second phase. Now, mine was the neurological, but the blood clotting, the vascular issues. The- yeah, we know some pretty healthy folks that have had some blood clotting issues. Um, geez, strokes um very healthy individuals like pictures of health eat healthy and exercise daily type folks yeah that all of a sudden like these weird blood clotting things that bring harm so yeah i i think too people do we do push ourselves a lot those of us who are healthy we're used to working out we're used to pushing ourselves we're used to doing that and so we probably do it too soon you know you do it, you do it too much. And some people just get the short straw. I just picked the short straw, unfortunately. And I mean, you got a pretty short straw too, but your after effects weren't probably as severe no. as mine. I still, so one thing that did linger is my vision. Like I've always had the yeah. best vision. I've been, it's one of those things that I was like 48 years old. Um, you my, just it's about my, time yeah you got a kick out of me all of a sudden like having to hold my phone out for some reason <laughs> i was like oh i can't read this you need What's a reading on? glass is what you she need tosses me one of her little sets of readers and i put them on and it's like ah oh, dang it that was picture now it's like crystal clear i have been Sucks. with you so long that i remember when we were in our 20s we lived with your, before we got married, even after we got married, I remember when your dad had to start wearing readers. I remember him sitting somewhere at like a table or something and putting readers on and reading through readers. And I remember thinking, oh man, that's like old. And now it's like, you have to wear readers. And so when you put those on, I was like, oh, I just like had this vision of when your dad was that age. I was like, oh my gosh, you look like your dad. It's yeah, crazy. You got a kick out of that. I, it was like <laughs> I've had bad vision for, for over a decade. So I think it's, I think you've gotten, you've gotten the, you got the long stick on this one for a really oh, long time. All vision, like farsightedness, all things, because I've always been farsighted. So all, everything out away from me is good. It's just everything in tight. Like yeah. all of a sudden this COVID thing, like put it in hyperdrive and I can't. Well, we did go get eye exams because we were both concerned that something was wrong with our eyes because my vision got worse and your vision got worse. And the doctor told us he sees a ton of this post-COVID. So nothing was wrong with our eyes. My script changed just a slight bit. You needed a reading glass, a very light reading glass. And we just, you know, he just said it's just that post-COVID kind of fatigue-ish like thing. So we just take a lot of antioxidants and but I don't know if your vision's going to go back to perfect now. I'm I'm taking, (laughs) what is it? Lysine? Lutein. Lutein, something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, whatever it takes to get it back. I want to get back to perfect vision. Well, we're supposed to be working on an eye formula. Next, my hair is going to start going away for Pete's sakes. 
This is, uh, oh my this gosh, is I can't even imagine the trauma that's going to ensue around here. But I do want to say that, you know, whatever your decision was to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine, if you've had COVID, if you haven't had COVID, there are lots of different ways that can affect people. And I have, a, my heart goes out a little bit more now having gone through this experience, um, you know, to people who've lost loved ones, who've been in situations where COVID has greatly affected their life. And we know that's hundreds of thousands of people in this country, you know, and millions throughout the world. So it, it is a, it is interesting. And I think as it changes and we're seeing that, you know, it, it's going to become endemic and part of our lives and something that we have to live with. But, you know, um, I had, I just wanted to say that anyone out there who's really suffered with COVID or lost somebody and been through these things, you know, that we wish the best for you. And, um, you know, really, really, I think it's the most important thing is for all of us to support each other and help each other through these things, you know, and, and we shouldn't be divided in, in what we believe and what we are willing to do or not to do. I think it's got to come down to more of us just, um, taking care of ourselves, taking care of our communities, you know, and even the healthiest people like you and me, it, it can, it can be not a very pleasant experience, but we're really lucky that we have the resources at our fingertips, you know, to help ourselves and to make it better. So I felt really blessed about that, blessed about having colleagues who help and access to treatments and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyways, all right. all right. Any parting words? There's their story. Okay. Quick COVID story. <laughs> okay. Thanks, babe. Thanks.